Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. If you head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit, please make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, we have a special guest joining us, someone that, uh, that that's currently really busy because the postseason's about to start, that whole postseason baseball thing and strategy and matchups and la-di-da. Uh, but the skip is going to roll by. Dave Roberts, the manager for your Los Angeles Dodgers, stop by, uh, stops by. Excuse me. So I'll shut up now, so you can listen to the important things he has to say. Dave Roberts, stopping by the Carnesada for a few minutes is uh, the manager for your Los Angeles Dodgers, Dave Roberts. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well. Um, just got a, a in-house, in-stadium haircut, and uh, you know, getting ready for Game 161 tonight. You got to take care of the show here, so I can appreciate that. Uh, that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so I uh, wanted to start it off with first and foremost, how's everyone doing? Because because I wanted to uh, to ask you, you, you gave the perfect answer uh, to to a bunch of you know criticism, if you will, uh, to to the media on Sunday about you know you have fans that are kind of in different subsets, and and I feel like that was the perfect answer that anyone has ever given. So kudos to you, first and foremost, for uh, for that transparency. But how what what's the vibe like right now in the clubhouse? You know, I, I thank you for that. Um, I, I appreciate that. It was it was on. I'm sure there's going to be debate on my answer, but I appreciate your support. Uh, as far as in the clubhouse, we're in a good spot. I, I really do. I think that. You know, you always want to kind of feel that you're playing your best baseball and then it just plays through October. Uh, that's not always the case. So I think that my barometer is uh, health and then also kind of the psyche, the mindset. And um, we're in a really good spot. Uh, so just to kind of finish these two games, I, I know that we'll be prepared for the postseason. Um, so getting Gonsolin back yesterday, uh, we'll get May back here, getting Trinan back. Um, so Chris Taylor's kind of ailing right now. Uh, Justin Turner will be back in the lineup tonight. So getting the pieces back. And then once we get there, get together, then, then I expect us to play really good baseball. Absolutely. And, uh, and before I send it over to the princess of positivity, Alicia Del Valle, uh, I, I need to ask you is Julio Diaz, the, the national league, Cy Young, yes or no? I I'm, I'm a yes. I don't see how it's not a yes. 
Absolutely, he is um, with, without without a doubt. I know that uh, Sandy uh, Alcantara got a lot of uh, traction, momentum early on in the season, uh, rightfully so. Um, but I just think that you know playing for one of the best, if not the best, team uh, in, in baseball. I mean, we're the best team in regular season. We got to go out there and prove it in the postseason. But as far as Cy Young, he's pitching for the best team uh, in baseball. The A's are the best team in baseball. Um, what he's done performance-wise, um, I just don't see uh, the other side. Um, I, I think that people would argue that Sandy's pitched more innings, um, but for, for a team that is playing uh, with uh, expectations of play through October versus a team that uh, their season is over tomorrow, yeah, you can push a guy and, and get innings here and there that accumulate more uh, in a season, but we just don't have that. Uh, fortunately, we don't have that luxury. We got to take care of our guys and know that we're playing an extra month of baseball. So, um, to your long, to your question, my long-winded answer is he absolutely is a Cy Young winner. No, it's it's perfect. I mean, if anything, it's for you to campaign. So that's 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 what it's for, right? Go ahead, Alicia. Well, funny you said that, Alonso. That word campaign. Hello, good. Hi, Alicia. How are you? I'm good. I'm a peach. How are you? I'm so good. How exciting. We're so pumped up. Thank you for joining us. I know you got a lot going on, especially it's JT's bobblehead tonight. Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up what my co-host just brought up, the campaign. So last night on Twitter, well, actually yesterday afternoon, it was brought to our attention that there is a campaign on the Alcantara side that they sent out messages in a bottle. A, have you seen that? And B, is there a plan for the Dodgers to do that? Or is that not tradition because I truly don't know I know about the Heisman campaign right but is there one for the Cy Young and and are we what are we going to get for Julio you know what uh I I didn't see the uh the Sandy campaign and um I don't know if there is a Julio campaign I do I do think that that's a great uh idea um because you know players um as there is some self-promotion in sports these days Julio is not that guy and so I do think it makes sense for us, the people around him uh, that support him to, uh, you know, to go out there and campaign. So I'm going to dig into that. I, I love that thought. Yes, yes. And if you need any help, you know, the Blilos podcast is here for you. All right. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's get that campaign going. And, and one other thing, Dave, this we I constantly, in fact, all of us, we are so spoiled as Dodger fans, right? I mean, year after year, and I cannot thank you enough for leading the ship in that direction. That's the first thing. And secondly, when my co-host asked you about how's the clubhouse feeling, how is the vibe, right? What about you, Dave? What about Dave Roberts? Like, what do you do to get home and, and or in the cars or something you listen to? Like, I just want to get yeah. behind the scenes a little bit. Well, I appreciate that. I don't get that question very often. <laughs> um, thank you for that. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm doing great. Um, I, I just kind of, I, I just love pouring into the players, the coaches, the organization. And, um, you know, I, I take pride in the fact that we have so much consistency. And, you know, what we see on the field, our guys are better, better character guys off the field. I'm telling you, um, the way they treat hotel staff, stadium staff, um, and so that's something I'm proud of. As far as me, I don't do a good job myself. It's something I've tried to, uh, I try to, t I talk about pretty, I talk a good game, but I don't put that plan into action very often. So 
I do try to go for walks and get some time by myself um, because when I am around, uh, it, it gets all consuming, um, which is understandable. But I do like the time in my car, um, just time by myself. I, I do like that quiet time for sure. Nice. Good. Stick with it. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate it. We're no good to anybody if we're not taking care of ourselves. Okay. Okay. Don't want this to be a Ted talk. So I'm going to send it over to Juan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave, you know, you've been doing this now for seven years and all seven years you've been in the playoffs. You've had to deal with a playoff roster. You have the reputation of being a player's manager. Your guys are going to be looking at the playoff roster. I mean, all season long, You've had to motivate 26 guys and tell them, hey, you need to be ready whenever you get called on. Now it's a little different when it comes to the playoffs. You're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations. What has changed for you? What approach do you take from the first year when you were leading this team to the playoffs to now this year in dealing with those conversations with players? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, I think... Uh... I don't think anything's changed. It never gets easier. Um, I, I think that approaching it, attacking it uh, with empathy, I think is really important. Um, you know, I'm the person who's always trying to sell the player on the organization, the long view, the process, and winning a championship. We're all in it together. And then, yeah, to your question, when you get to the one yard line, you got to tell player A and B that they're not going to be on the postseason roster. Um, that's a tough conversation. And as a competitor, these guys are disappointed. They're upset. Uh, they don't get it. They don't agree with it a lot of times, which I respect. Um, and so it's just, you know, it, it, it's something that it could change as the playoffs go on, which is a talking point that I do message to the guys to keep their heads involved uh, after the kind of initial blow uh, kind of settles in. But it's never easy because I think that to sell something, sell sell people on something, and then they ultimately don't feel that they can, you know, be like literally a part of it on the roster. That's tough. It's a gut punch. Um, but I have a lot of these tough conversations, and that's probably those conversations are probably the biggest uh, source of all my gray hairs because uh, you know you want that buy-in, and then when you can't follow through, and and, and you still want that buy-in. But in their eyes, sometimes that they're, they're not part of it uh, hurts a little bit, which I absolutely understand and respect. You know, one of the things that I think we always lose sight of as fans is that the, the fact that you guys are human beings. And I thought there was a moment, and I wanted to follow up with you, when Pujols hit that 700th home run, they had the camera on you, and it looked like you jumped out of excitement. And I sat there, and I was just like, Dave's not rooting for the other team, but you lose sight of the fact he managed Pujols for a year. He has a relationship with him. The guy also hit 700 home runs, and I don't know if we're going to see that again. I mean, did you get caught up in the excitement there, or what was that reaction? I, I was I was caught up in the excitement in the moment, and and I think that you know my reaction was I Bob Guerin is my bench coach, so you see the ball off the bat, so I'm trying to look up to see the ball off the bat, the trajectory, and to see where it lands. It's not like I was up there putting both my hands up, celebrating, <laughs> you know, the second homer of, of the game against us. But I'm still a fan, and I'm an Albert fan. And so in that moment, yeah, the anticipation uh, showed through, and I, I, and I don't apologize for that. Um, I, I think that, you know, if he couldn't hit it 700 in St. Louis, 
He should have hit it here um, uh, in at Dodger Stadium in front of the fans that supported him. And uh, in his words, sort of revived the last part of his career. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, and, you know, we're all we all love sports. And, and sometimes it's bigger than the Dodgers. And it's about the game of baseball you know, the entirety of it and, and uh, sports. So it's a great moment for Albert's family. And I was fortunate to be a part of it. Uh, before I send it back to Alonzo, I, as a tribute to you, I think you should get credit, especially for what Pujols said, not only you, but the organization, everyone revived that guy's passion for baseball. And the fact that the Dodgers were able to do that to a future hall of famer, uh, that is something that is a tribute to how you run things, Dave. Yeah, thank you very much, Juan. It's it's a credit to the to the lot to a lot of people. Um, I believe in our culture. You know, when we're together for nine months out of the year, uh, ups, downs, injuries, uh, frustrations, um, to kind of weather that, you've got to have a strong culture and people that like and care about each other. And Albert uh, saw that initially and thrived, and uh, he made people around him better. And, and to this day. You know, we feel uh, his effect on on our clubhouse. So it was great. And to be a little footnote in his uh, track is pretty amazing. I mean, you guys gave us Theo Albert. I mean, it was the Dodgers that gave us Theo Albert and the hugs. So go ahead, Alonzo. Before we set uh, Dave Roberts, the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, loose, uh, speaking of culture, we're all about L.A. culture. We're all about taco culture. And we're the only all Latino podcast. So I have to ask you, when you are taking care of yourself, because you do have, in my opinion, the fittest coaching staff in all of baseball. Dino Ebel is a madman. And and that dude, he's probably running right now, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, uh, he probably is, but he needs some more carne out of tacos, I'll tell you that. that well, yeah, well, and knowing Dino, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you, what what is your favorite taco, and where do you go get that taco? And it doesn't have to be in L.A. proper. It can be anywhere. No, I'm all about street tacos, carne out of tacos. Um, I, I do all the, the, the onions, the cilantro, the limon. I, I'm all about carne asada, so um, I'm not too picky. And to be quite honest, in L.A., I just don't get out much. I kind of go from home to the ballpark. And um, But whenever they come in, and Adrian Gonzalez, a uh, uh, former teammate of mine, uh, I coached him and uh, one of my best friends. So he's uh, sort of my source for uh, for. Uh, carne asada tacos but uh i can eat mexican food all day long there we go that's the right answer right there yeah it's It's the honest answer (laughs) but not only is it the honest one it's the right one we actually had adrian on last year and he said the same thing carne asada that's that's his go-to all day i mean that that's my go-to if i get a carne asada and a michelada uh, um you won't hear a boo from me Oh, wow. Michelada, man, right yeah. there. Making me now, hungry. All now, right. now you're invited to all sorts of carnesadas in the greater L.A. area now. Yes. <laughs> well, Dave, we, we're all also about giving people their flowers. I've been a huge proponent of it because I don't like it when they roast you on the Internet for stuff. We're so lucky to have you as a manager. So thank you. I, I cannot right, say that enough. I appreciate you guys having me, man. You guys are the best. And take care. And uh, let's get it this year. Let's do it. Dave Roberts, the the manager of your Los Angeles Dodgers. Thanks for stopping by. Send the man some kindness of the tacos, too. (laughs) See you, Dave. Thank you. Bye, Dave. Thank you. ¿Qué tal, amigos? Les habla su servidor Jaime Jarrín, voz oficial en español de Los Ángeles de Los Ángeles, con una recomendación muy especial y sabrosa, sobre todo. Les recomiendo la carne asada. 
Big thanks to Dave Roberts for stopping by uh, to chop it up for a few minutes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Bill Plaschke article that I prefaced with Dave uh, came out on the 2nd. I don't know what day of the week it is, so I apologize. But whatever day the 2nd was, I read that article, and uh, and he kept emphasizing, ask me in October. And, and you know, Bill kind of pointed out that those are the four words that define a culture, you know, that, that turn blessings into a curse, all that sort of stuff. But... The, the main kind of takeaway from that article is when Dave, <clears throat> excuse me, when Dave was asked uh, as far as, you know, the attitude goes that they, you know, everything that they signed up for, you know, the highest payroll in baseball, you know, all the expectations, right? He, he you know, he was asked as far as the sentiment goes from, from criticism. And, you know, he said, I'll read this quote just to give you guys an idea. Uh, quote, fans are fans for a reason. They've never put on a big league uniform, Robert said. But we want to win a championship just as much as they do. If not more, our jobs depend on it. We're in the grind every single day from February 15th every single day. But he also separated the fans into two groups, those who judge the team only by October and those who appreciate the entire summer. So, and I'll read this last quote just because, again, it's, it surmises it all. So there are fans, uh, some subset that feel that they don't get interested until the postseason and the season is defined by that, that's their prerogative, he said. Then there's the other subset of fans that can appreciate what goes into winning, having the season we're having, and understanding that there's a lot of things that happen that play out in a postseason that are unpredictable. That subset is in with us no matter what and really appreciates that this is a great team and they're prepared to handle any result. So that's why I prefaced that with Dave because I feel like that's the perfect answer that a guy can give, especially with the expectations that come with his job. He, he's, he's in an unenviable job, if we're going to be completely honest, because there's people that can handle that pressure and there's people that can't. And the, the, the minority is the people that can't, right? So, or the majority, I'd say. So I, I think, Dave, you know, we, we've talked about it here a bunch. Dave does not get the flowers that he deserves, especially from the internet, but the internet's a, dis- a pit of despair, so let's just be completely honest. But uh, Juan pointed it out. He, he's he's the guy that's in charge, but he's not only righted the ship, but the culture that they carry is something that you won't really see anywhere else in baseball. And I did like how candid he was about that. Juan, what did you think? Well, look, I'm going to tell you this. You guys all know how I feel about Don Mattingly. And we've spoken to a certain former Dodger player. I don't want to point out his name, but he basically agreed with me in terms of Don Mattingly. And I know there's a lot of people that love Don Mattingly as a player and think he's a great, fantastic player, which he he was. But in terms of a manager, I don't think the environment that we see on the Dodgers right now, the culture that we have, was there when Mattingly was running this team. Now that Roberts is running this team, and maybe Andrew Friedman also had something to do with this, but you got to give Roberts credit, man. The guy's not going to win manager of the year, right? The team has won over 100 games, and he's not going to be considered for manager of the year. He's a victim of his own success. Every year since he took over this team, he's had them in the playoffs. So, yeah, we love to criticize him for why didn't he do this? And that's what I think got him in trouble with this article with Plasky. It's because those quotes that you just read, Alonzo, specifically questioning the knowledge of the fans, none of these fans want to be told, hey, you don't know because you never played the game. And that's the one argument that every major leaguer can always throw at a fan. 
What do you know? You've never played the game. It's easy for you to sit there in your seat and criticize me. You come in here and try to hit a pitch that's 102 miles an hour, and then the next pitch you get is 90 miles per hour, by the way, with movement. You know, and that's and that's the thing. So I, I get what what Roberts was saying in that. I, I really do. And I think he, he speaks to the cynicism in society, which I'm sure Alicia will appreciate and can probably speak to. <laughs> but we've ha- how many times do we measure now players based on championships? And that all started with the Jordan bullshit, right? So because Jordan went 6-0, and no one can be good unless you go 6-0 and in the finals, right? So Kareem is some fucking chump. Bill Russell, you know, is not good, even though Bill Russell's won 13 championships. This is how we measure people. What the Dodgers, and, you know, Hershiser was talking about this on, on the on the broadcast the other night, is this is a historical season yeah. for the Dodgers. And in the end, we know this. And I think what Roberts is just saying, is questioning, is, is it right for everything they did this year to get thrown out if they don't end up winning the World Series because the postseason is crazy. Ask the the 1988 Oakland A's who won over 100 games and ended up losing to what many people consider one of the worst World Series teams on paper, that Dodgers team that beat them. So anything can happen in the postseason. Right, Alicia? You're making me nervous. Are you? (laughs) The anxiety's back, guys. It's back. I know. (laughs) Yes, and yes, and yes. And and I'm so glad that you guys are giving Robert his props because, I mean, think of the position that he's in. He's damned if he does. He's damned if he doesn't. So he's constantly walking the fine line of not just managing grown men playing a game with high stakes, and one, I love that you bring it up, that it's, it's tough for fans to remember they're human. They're not robots. So, again, he's, he's managing them. He's creating a culture of winning, of brotherhood, right? I think pretty much they all do get along and have the same focus, which is to win. So kudos and bravo to Dave for that. But then he also has to ride that wave of social media, PR, He's got to say the right things and not alienate people. And he's got to be careful he doesn't say the wrong thing because it, he'll never live it down. I mean, it's it's just unfair that he's got to be perfect. And nobody's perfect. And I, I totally am all in with what Alonzo brought up and Juan about the cynicism, about the perfect answer that Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts had. And then again, there's going to be some Dodger fans that are just never going to relent and and I'm not going to point out whom whom I think he's specifically talking about, but bottom Howard, line, Howard Cole, <laughs> Howard Cole, is that is that what you're saying? I'm not. Nobody said nada. Juan <laughs> <laughs> trying to start a Twitter fight. In a perfect world, you know, we would all just enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride, enjoy the process, and the ch- world championship would be extreme icing on this cake. We eat. Our bellies are full as Dodger fans. We eat for for how many seasons now? A dozen seasons. We eat well. And yes, do we want that chip? Oh, of course we do. But come on. Like, Dave is not perfect. I, I would, you know, Dodger fans, we are far from perfect. A, a lot. You know, and I'm not, again, I'm not even going to call out my co-hosts. Because <laughs> we all want the same thing. It's the same goal, you know? Like, we're good. 
so yeah, I, I'm just happy that you know we got to speak with him and he took the time because this is also the busiest time of the year. October is manic, right? Like there's yeah. so much going yeah. on and and yeah, I, I, I'm I'm quite happy with the time that he gave us and his answers and come on, Dodger fans, let's get on board. <laughs> well, and before we, we hear from Roger, I, I wanted to read a quote that he said about cynicism. Uh, a reporter asked if he wished uh, he ever longed for more unbridled regular season joy around Chavez Ravine, like in Seattle last week when the Mariners made the playoffs for the first time in 21 years uh, on a walk-off home run, by the way. That was incredible. Uh, and he said, yeah, I do. He said, unfortunately, the world has gone very cynical, which is sad. And certain fans, not all, jaded, absolutely and they don't realize what it takes with this team in particular has had to overcome to get to this point. Roger, you've talked a ton about, about kind of the, the, you know, injuries and, and uh, even criticism to a certain degree. Uh, what, what's your take on everything that, that kind of Dave hit on and also just that. I mean, to me, the most important thing that, that Dave said is what we're, what we've been talking about now for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks with about Julio, you know, what, what he thinks about Julio and, that Julio should be the Cy Young. That, that's what I took the most important thing away from that. But as far as everything else, yeah, I mean, Dave has to take, you know, I mean, even right now, they've won 110 games, you know, they've lost two games, and there's people on online that are, like, criticizing them for, like, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? It's like, who cares? Like, they can lose the next two games, and who cares? Like, they're set. They're already set. They know where they're going to be in, in the postseason. They're, they're ready to go, and they're just getting everybody kind of kind of you know in in tune with that i mean he even said it last night um you know these guys yeah you know some guys are trying out new stuff you know they're they're maybe tweaking tweaking a few things here and there so maybe that's why the offense hasn't been there but i mean i just don't see when people criticize criticize dave roberts how you can criticize him for what he's done over the last seven years i mean you know if you want to criticize about like world series records like you were talking about um you know how how um the, the records, one loss records are. I mean, even even Tommy lost, right? Tommy lost his first right. two, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, just big props to Dave. I mean, just what he's doing. I mean, to me, has been. I can't imagine there another person that can do, have done this job. You know, it, it's perspective, and yeah. we won't. Is it going to be like this, Dodger fans? We won't appreciate until he's gone. Like, is that what it's going to yeah. take, you know? like. Well, but that's what it is, Alicia, because I have to remind myself, even when I get mad in terms of like, oh, why did Roberts do this? I have to sit there and remind myself and go, do you want Mattingly back? Is that what you want? <laughs> I mean, look, Babyface tells me this all the time when back in the, ah, get Roberts out of there. Babyface always used to tell me, who else are you going to put in there? It's true. Who would exactly. you get to replace Roberts? That's going to do a better job. And I get it. We are, we are, you know, we get captivated in the moment. We're, we're stuck in it. We're angry. It, it, it's emotional. But, I, I mean, in terms of the cynicism and when, when Plaschke asked him about the Mariners thing, I thought, bro, come on. When the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020, I don't know how many videos I saw of grown-ass men crying. There's one video that I will never forget, and it was a guy who was holding the jersey that his his, do, his father's Dodger jersey, and his yeah, father yeah. had passed away, and he was holding it, waiting for the last out. And when that last out happened, he just crumpled to the ground, just crying. 
Why? Because he wanted to share that moment with his father. So the the idea that the Dodger fans don't share in positivity, man, dude, Dodger fans want this World Series as bad as they want. That's why they act crazy <laughs> and all that stuff. But I, what I want, before we move on to the Julio Cy Young thing, I do want to, have you guys seen Alex Verdugo's comments? Yes. About the 2020 World Series? Yes. No, I, yeah. I haven't actually. I have not. <laughs> so basically, Verdugo is basically saying, "Yeah, it was a sixty-game season." Basically, making it seem like Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, the whole Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, and you know, a lot of Dodger fans are pissed because I thought Alex Verdugo was a fan favorite. There was a lot yeah. of people yeah. that love sweet Verdugs, you know, and I now. Did. He makes this comment, and now people are looking at him all side eye, and it's like, dude, say that to Kike, tell Kike, and say, hey man, you, you know, your World Series doesn't count. I mean, yeah. is it a little bit of sour grapes that Verdugo got? Because if he was on that team, do you Different think story. he would still say that his World Series ring is a Mickey Mouse ring? Bro, if anyone, if anyone should know, it should be him. He's been in the show now for a year plus. And it's hard. It's really hard to win a World Series championship. In my opinion, it's probably the hardest championship to win. The second hardest is probably the NBA. And you're gonna. And then on, in that case, you had to play at a neutral site. You're not at home. You played every day, and you're not at home. Like you don't have the commodity. You know what I mean? So it's for me that that that's why I I still maintain that is probably the most difficult championship. That and the NBA won that year because they were both in the COVID bubble that were the hardest to win. Go ahead, Alicia. I was just going to count, like, that's part of his criticism is, what did he say, Juan? Like, anyone can ball up over 60 games yeah. or something like that. Like, Well, then why didn't anybody like, else do it? But, thank you. It was all equal, okay? It wasn't like the Dodgers were the only ones who played 60 games. Like, get over yourself. He's that ex-girlfriend that sees – that that sees his her boyfriend and get over their toxic relationship. Like he's moved on to bigger and better, homeboy. Like it's <laughs> it's all good, Alex. Like keep those comments to yourself because you're not getting to we roll deep. Dodger fans, we are the the biggest travelers. You know you know how, how we do it. And now he's being put on the list. Alex Verdugo is on <laughs> the bleed lows list. It was uncalled for, and it was all sour grapes, in my opinion. Well, I, I mean, look, the, the, the thing is this, and that that's why I so badly want the Dodgers to win the World Series this year. Yeah, just so I can stop hearing this, because people bring it up all the time now. Well, you know, it's been a while since they've won, you know, a full regular season. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean... The 1981 World Series, there was a strike in the middle of that season. In the middle of the season, yeah. Nobody yeah. ever says, hey, the Dodgers won the World Series during a strike-shortened season. Like, no, no, they won the World Series in 81. I just, I want them to win it just so everybody can. I mean, they're still going to probably bring it up, but it's like, whatever, man. We got another. Yeah. Now what excuse are you going to find? Like, now, now what else are you going to do? <laughs> Well, and before and then when Alicia the... gets the mystery ring for 2022 and walks around <laughs> with a whole full bag of them, I'm still going to be asking for where's my 88 ring? Can I can I get at the 88 ring? Hashtag. How dare you? I'm uh, innocent. <laughs> before before we move on to the Julio thing, in in response to something that you said a second ago, Juan, 
you know, people talk about, oh, well, we got to, you know, fire him and move on and get another manager. Mm-hmm. So the Royals are currently in that position, right, where Mike Matheny is probably going to get fired. You know, they got a new GM coming in. Who are you going to replace him with? Like, there, there isn't any, like, they have to, you know, develop young guys, top down, all that jazz. And they have a whole world of problems. Who are you going to go out and get? You, you already had a guy that was there that was great. And then you moved on from him. Now, now Mike Matheny has kind of been exposed. And and what are they going to do now? So that's it's really hard. It's really really hard. Even for for a lower, you know, I don't want to say lower tier because it's the show, but you know, for for a team that's not as competitive as the Dodgers to even get to that point, it's really hard. The Marlins, another example. Your boy Don Mattingly, like same boat, right? Like who are you going to go out and replace him with? So at the end of the day. Give the guy the flowers while we can, because he's even if even if they don't win a game the rest of the way, they won 110 games. That's still borderline unheard of. Even their run their run differential hadn't has not happened for almost 100 years since I think 1933. So you, you have to appreciate it while you can, because it's not going to be here forever. It's just not. It's borderline. Also, that that is unheard of. But the reason I say the reason I say borderline is because the Dodgers just did it. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's been over like 113 years since anybody's done it, so it's like right. But we're probably not. But what, we're not going to see this again. But if if, if if this current iteration of the Dodgers keeps on this pace, it's possible yeah, I mean, we could see it again. Yeah, I mean that's the only way. I mean, but like likely. I mean, this is it's unheard of, right? I mean, it's just it just doesn't happen. Well, and that's why we really do need to take the time. I know some people are going to be listening and go, "God, these guys are really ball washing uh, Roberts." <laughs> I mean. But it's just yeah. like, look, you you have to really take the time you to do. just recognize it because half the time we get caught up in the moment and come game one of the NLDS, we're going to be, you know, lo vamos a estar rayando pinche Roberts, you know. You know the <laughs> or in Alicia's case, does. she's just going to be a stress ball somewhere to like slam in her hat like she's in the dugout too. It's going to be like, like, it's gonna like, be like rain, Bumble. man. Hot it's water burn, so baby. Hot water burn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and – and before we forget, speaking of giving them their flowers, he he made a compelling case for Julio Diaz, who we've been campaigning to uh, to to receive the Cy Young. I mean, I still, you know, after we had those two interviews with with uh, Rafael Arroyo and Jorge Castillo, I, I did a deep dive into the numbers. Even if you look at the data, I, I don't see how Julio Diaz is not the Cy Young. I, I really don't. Like, and no, and no disrespect to Sandy Alcantara, no, none whatsoever. That's Absolutely. that's still a fantastic yeah. season, especially with with uh, with with just how good pitching is now. That's still a fantastic season. Julio Diaz is the best pitcher in in the NL. Basically, could be the best pitcher. I mean, if it wasn't for Justin Verlander doing what he's doing, I'd say he's the best pitcher in baseball. But Verlander's kind of pitching out of his mind too. Uh, dude, I, I just don't know how else to say it. Like. We just got to get the campaign going, don't we? Well, and, and we bring it up because I don't know if anybody saw this on Twitter, but I guess there is an actual campaign. And I don't know who's running it. Do you guys know? Is it Are the Marlins the ones that are running it? There's I think campaign. it's the Marlins, I think. I think so, too, but I cannot. I, I won't. I'm so looking, I'm looking right now. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, they are sending bottles up. with a T-shirt, a Sandy Alcantara T-shirt in the bottle to people who actually have a Cy Young vote. So, yeah. I, I mean, this is a campaign. And 
For those of you that listened to our last episode with Jorge Castillo and Rafael Arroyo and went to the comments and be like, you guys are shameless homers, you know, it's like, it's not that, it, it's a lot closer than you guys think. Yes. Look, we're not, and Alonso just said it, we're not shitting on Alcantara. Not I by any stretch. By the, this is, I think this is a culmination of a couple of things. One is that Julio didn't even get a, a first place vote last year, right? No, Correct. Dude. Correct. And, and the guy won 20 games. So a lot of this, and because this is a political award, say what you will, you know, Alicia likes to say Oscar's so white all the time. The Oscars is a political award. <laughs> it's, a, it's a political award. There's nothing. There's like the no Grammys race. too. Yeah, there's no yep. way you can determine this is the best. They're, it's completely different movies, completely different performances. It's not the same thing. The same thing could be said about the Cy Young Award. In a year, I, I will say this. I don't think in a, this year there has been one pitcher that has clearly dominated. Okay, we don't, we don't have that. Alcantara has his, his supporters and Julio has his supporters. So if we can help, and what I think we need your guys' help too, is Absolutely. to come up with ideas of what would be a good viral campaign to help Julio, to remind, and this is primarily going to be for those East Coast writers. This yep. is all for the East Coast writers, because I think the writers on the left, uh, on the West side, who know, you know, who have a vote, I think no. And, and we've, I mean, we've talked about this. There's a Dodger tax that they're going to have to go through. But, I mean, do you, what, what ideas do you have, Alicia, of, of a campaign that we can do for Julio that will go viral? We should correct it. Yeah, campaign manager, I, Alicia Del Valle. No, uh, no. That's right. Valle. That's right. I haven't formally, you know, we haven't formally sat down like a real campaign and, and thrown things at the wall and seen what, what sticks. But having Dave Roberts on and hearing, like, without hesitation, he said, Oh, we definitely should be campaigning. And he said he was going to go talk to the Doyers, and hopefully that happens. But yeah. I, I loaned our, you know, help, right? Let, like, let's do this. I, I, I know that Babyface does not like my hashtag. I'm open to another. <laughs> it got <laughs> really I cold in here just now. Did you feel? Did you feel no, that shade? One? Yeah, man. There's a, a lot of shade. It's a team yeah. effort. Bottom line is, we need to be campaigning for Julio because. It does not appear that the Dodgers have done so, not yet. And if they they have a plan, that's awesome. But we don't know either way. So we got to get this going because it does appear that the Marlins are already sending out messages in a bottle to campaign for Sandy for National League Cy Young. We know here that it should be Julio Urias Obis. Maybe that should be the hashtag. Uh, ah, there you go. Julio Urias Obis. Obis, like, hello. Like, <laughs> And um, I, I just, I put it on Twitter just now, like what hashtag, and I'll probably get called a homer and all that, and I don't deny it, like whatever. But this is also, if you're going to go the numbers game, we have evidence from rocks. Even Jorge Castillo was saying, to like explaining and, and loaning, he was explaining how great Julio is and how overlooked he has been. And let's put some respect on his name. That's See. the first thing my father said when I said, I think we're gonna start this campaign. Like, I think it's necessary. And the first thing he says all anger is like, he should have already won. He didn't even make the all-stars. 
And my dad is a 72-year-old Dodger fan. He's been a Dodger fan his whole life. And he, as long as well as George Lopez, there are a lot of diehard, long-time Dodger fans who really think Julio has been overlooked and disrespected. But you can come from a place of positivity as well. Just sticking to this year, he still deserves the Cy Young. And for those of you just listening for the audio portion of the podcast, Alicia (laughs) did pick up the name that she just dropped. So if you guys, if you guys are worried, she she, she picked it up. So it was, it was a casual pickup, but a pickup nonetheless. Don't think I'm not going to ask George to retweet our campaign, man. We we need some numbers. I'm not, not I'm not opposed to, uh, to inflating the numbers, but I mean, they, you got, sometimes you got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to drop the name and pick it up and then go drop it again. Uh, Roger. You uh, there, there, there was some shade a second ago, uh, here by by the campaign manager Alicia Zay, um, about uh, you disliking the the hashtag. So the hashtag, so I mean, there's that one. The other one was uh, Urias Sayang, I think is is on the table. That's the one that you uh, want on the chopping block. Uh, I, I, what, what do you think? I still frozen. I think I was frozen for a bit. Oh, on brain, on brain. How convenient. Shade. I, I kind of froze. Sorry, it wasn't shade. I, I want to. It got chilly. It's already I'm a nice 68 in here, shade. and it dropped to like 65. Yeah, there must be something in the atmosphere. <laughs> something greenhouse gas is something. Anyway, Roger. Uh, so, so what do you think the hashtag should be? I don't know. Just something short and sweet, like you know, like ODS Young, <laughs> or just ODS no, that's too long. Or, I mean, try to keep it like you know five, six letters, seven. I mean. I'm just See, that, that, that's what I'm concerned about is yeah. Julio or Julio Sai. Julio Sai, Sai Julio. Will, if someone's going to read it, it's going to say Juliasi. <laughs> that's right. true, though. It's true. Nobody calls it the Sai, anyways. They always no. say Sai Young. They I have never they... heard anyone abbreviate the name of that award. Ever. I think we just need to go to taco stands across America with our Julio for, for Sai Young Award. Golici, but for the sake Golici, of saving time. But that's but you're gonna run into the same thing. There's gonna be people that aren't gonna be able to spell that like me. Like I, I'm gonna have a typo. So I think. So I think. I mean, for for Julio, for respect on Julio's name, I think we should go Urias Sai Young, since he's been disrespected enough. I think that's the move. What do you right. think? And I I agree. I understand the concern that there will people who who there will be people who do not know how to spell his name, but. If we get this going and it starts trending, guess who's going to learn how to spell his name? Everybody. 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 And I can spell his name. I can't spell. Kulichi might, might, might throw me off a little bit. I'm, I so, some left That's the first thing someone responded when I just tweeted what hashtag should we use. And this gentleman, Crispy Clean, on Twitter wrote El Kulichi. But it has yeah. nothing to do with Cy Young. There's a lot no. of Kulichis out there. <laughs> and that's why, I think we should, that's why I think we should go with Urias Cy Young because, A, it's Julio Urias. And, B, it's for the Cy Young. I mean, that's that's... It's pretty black and white, no? And also for the sake of time, Juan, I agree with you. I would love to campaign at Taco Stands across America. I would be so obese after, but I don't even care. <laughs> Field trip. Even care. Field trip. Yes. Or do you yes. just want to go with Gui? Sai? Sai Urias Young. How's you're gonna that, Gui? You're going to piss Kui. somebody off, Juan. You're going to piss somebody off. We'll call him El Kukui. How's that? El <laughs> People will probably be able to spell that, and then they'll go to you know Urban Dictionary and that case El Kukui. They're gonna go start voting for Michael Myers. 
That's that too. In, in, the, in the spirit of Halloween, though. It so, is spooky season. It is. Well, so if you're listening to this or watching this, depending on however you subscribe to the show, uh, let us know your feedback. I mean, we have to figure something out in the next 15 or so minutes because that, you know, the season's about to end. Um, but, uh, but I think, I mean, the leader in the clubhouse is Urias Cy Young, yes? Is that the leader in the clubhouse? Yeah, I mean. Alicia? I, Campaign I mean, manager? <laughs> All right, the, Roger? Oh, he's reluctantly going to say it. No, now I have to go adjust all the stuff I've done, so I'll, I'll just fix it. <laughs> Babyface is at Dodger Stadium right now. Babyface, do you have somebody there with you? Do, do you have, are you talking? Are you mingling with somebody? No. Okay, never mind. Well, he really I've looked been, around, too. That's my favorite part. <laughs> no. He walked away, though, who I was talking okay, about. Okay, oh, okay, okay. Well... So then for the time being, we'll go with Urias Cy Young unless something changes. And then, uh, and then sorry, Roger, that you're going to have to change up your design. But in the fairness of democracy, you didn't really give us much. So I'm just working with what I got. <laughs> Make El Cucuy happen. El Cucuy. There, there you go. El Cucuy. Hey, Halloween merch. That's a missed opportunity, but we can make it happen. That's right. Um, huge thanks to Dave Roberts for, for stopping by. Because like Alicia said a minute ago, it's the busy season, but it's the best time uh, uh, for baseball, if you're in the postseason, of course. Uh, for the other teams that didn't make it to the postseason, my deepest condolences. Uh, I had already given those to the Rockies when the season started, so my apologies. Um, but uh, but I'm really excited for this postseason, and and I'm also excited because Dave Roberts uh, just gave us kind of a permission slip to campaign for Julio, so I'm cool with that. We're running Let's with it. Let's do this. We are. They may. They may ixnay this, but you know what? He gave us permission, and we have it. We have the receipts. So how about that? I mean, he's managing the campaign. He's our manager. Well, technically, that's you. (laughs) You're the campaign manager. (laughs) (laughs) And if and if you're following us, uh, uh, go check out Alicia's tweet. I just retweeted it uh, to my four followers. All of you should also (laughs) do the same thing. And uh, and then apparently we're we're gonna. She's gonna pick up some names and drop them so we can get some inflated numbers. So let's let's do it. Let's go with it. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us and thank you again to Dave Roberts and to the Dodgers for, uh, for making him available for a few minutes. And also he's a Carnasada man. So he is, he is always welcome here, uh, to the Carnasada, uh, regardless of that anyway. And before we set everyone loose, huge thanks to bet online for presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, if you head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit, make sure that you use our promo code, which is believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Ben online where the game starts. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Dodgers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows podcast. The Bleed Lows podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.